Hello, Trash Crusaders. It is I, your guide through chess cinema, everyone's favorite dumpster boy, Cayman Darty. And I welcome you to the first ever Save Trash Cinema Deathmatch, where we pit two of the biggest, baddest, and most iconic characters on screen against each other for a battle to the death. Who will win, who will lose, and who will be crowned the Deathmatch champion? I guess we'll find out. But before we introduce our challengers, let's introduce our judges on today's death match. First up, he's got a hard-on for wanton mayhem and new recipes that involve cooking alligators. He's the host with the most beard hairs up his nose, Bennett Thompson. I've got a hard-on for a lot more things than that, but that's a whole nother program that I don't think your podcast can record the length of, but happy to be here, Cayman. As long as your balls, brother. Now, next up, she's got fire in her veins and voodoo on the brains, the spookiest broad to haunt the French Quarter, Jackie fucking Tracy. Aw, thanks, Cayman. I don't know how you do the voodoo that you do so well here on Save Trash Cinema. So cute for this episode. Man, I can tell you that all of the voodoo that happens on this show happens about 15 minutes before we record, because that's apparently how we've been living lately. But that's uh, fine. Thank you both for joining me over from New Orleans, man. So excited to have you guys on for our first ever death match. But before we jump into that, let's do a little quick housekeeping. We'd love it if you rated and reviewed the podcast on your podcast app of choice. Don't forget you can win the show by submitting movie recommendations or by being a guest host by submitting emails to us at savetrashcinema.gmail.com or you can DM us on all socials at Save Trash Cinema. Make sure to check out last week's episode when we sent Patrick off to Japan with a little education as we covered the notoriously gory J-Shock horror film, Tokyo Gore Police. We will be continuing to release minisodes, crossover episodes, interviews, and even game shows. So keep your eyes peeled for some exciting content coming down the pipeline. Now, without housekeeping out of the way, why don't we introduce the two juggernauts fighting to reign supreme in the death match? First up, Freddy, the son of a thousand maniacs, Kruger. Let's do a little quick recap of the dream demon himself. Now, Freddy Krueger, also known as Frederick Charles Krueger, the serial killer antagonist from a Nightmare on Elm Street series. Freddy was born to Amanda Krueger, as well as one of the 1,000 maniacs who assaulted his mother at his conception. He grew up prey upon the children of Springwood with a penchant for haunting the grounds of Elm Street. Freddy was caught and tried for his crimes, but was led off on a technicality that would lead to an uprising from the concerned and angry parents of the town. These parents would capture Freddy and burn him alive in the boiler room of the power plant that Freddy worked at. Upon his death, Freddy would be approached by three steps, three sleep demons, step demons, sleep demons, who offered him a chance at revenge and for him to live carrying on out their dastardly ways via entering unsuspecting children's dreams and slaughtering them, which would lead to their own demise in the real world. I think it's safe to say everyone knows who Freddy Krueger is. Everyone has seen a nightmare on Elm Street, but why don't we drop a little bit of film stats for this particular character? Freddy Krueger has starred in seven standalone titles, one crossover with Jason Voorhees from the Friday the 13th series, one reboot film, and one yeah. television series. Did you guys ever watch that TV show? I saw parts of it, yeah. I mean, it was 
at the peak of Freddy Cheese. Yeah. So like it was more to capitalize on the the Freddy quips and whips. It was too easy for any sitcom writer to dive into that one. But um, Robert England got some more work. I'm always good for that. Yeah. Fair enough. Honestly, I think it's still better than the Friday the Thirteenth TV series. That, yeah. Uh, that series kind of sucked. Now Freddy's body count, guys. Over the course of all of his films that he has starred in, it's roughly anywhere between 42 to 48 kills. Uh, can't confirm whether or not what the total count was of off-screen kills while he was a child predator. Uh, but in terms of what we see on screen and what we see directly related to him is somewhere between 42 and 48 kills. Is that gap because of the pool scene in, was it one or two? The two pool scene? I mean, so could the, Number two, yeah, where you just can't tell. If people are dead or not. I mean, that's probably the case. Yeah. When he's actually like living Freddy in the real world was in in number two. Like he just jumped out in the pool scene and kids just started dying left and right at the barbecue. Mm. Well, you know what they say about kids and barbecues. Now, Freddy (laughs) Krueger's powers. All right. Now, outside of his knife glove, Freddy has shown a vast array of powers, including but not limited to transformation, super strength, telekinesis, regeneration, dream manipulation, as well as causing any wounds, mortal or otherwise, to their victims in the dream world to also appear in the real world. With Freddy's one big weakness being that if he is pulled into the dream world, or from the dream world to the real world, that he is not impervious anymore to damage, and he can be killed if you can pull him back. Now, that's our challenger number one. Now, let's introduce challenger number two. And this challenger is coming from the underworld itself. The one and only Pope of Hell leads in a bite pinhead. Now let's talk a little bit about our challenger pinhead. Once a captain of the British army, Elliot Spencer walked the earth in search of hedonistic pleasures after being mentally transformed due to the horrors of war. Forsaking God in lieu of real pleasure, he would stumble upon the lament configuration in British India. Through the pleasures of pain, Elliot Spencer would succumb to the Cenobites, soon taking over as their leader under his new name, Lead Cenobite. And then if you fast forward a couple movies, Pinhead. Throughout the film series, Pinhead would haunt anyone foolish enough to try and solve the lament configuration and show them true pleasure through torture and sacrifices of the flesh. As they say, the Cenobites are demons to some and angels to others. Now, some stats here, because this is where things get a little bit spicy right off the bat, guys. Pinhead has starred in 10 films, including one reboot where he got gender swapped, which is pretty cool. Now, his actual creation, he first showed up inside of Clive Barker's Hellbound Heart novella. And most of his lore has actually come through a series of Pinhead comic books that expand upon and expound upon Uh, The backstory of who Pinhead is alongside his connection with the Leviathans, the rulers of hell, hell maze as it is, and his flip-flopping from being being more of an anti-hero to being more of a sadistic torture villain. Now, his body count. Are you ready for this number, guys? While the true number of his kills are debatable, it is believed that Pinhead has amassed a body count with no fewer than 320 kills. How many of those have you seen? So I think a large portion of those are from the like the pool hall club scene or whatever in Hellraiser 3. Because yeah. I read that that was like 240 something. Yeah, it's yeah. a whole club. Just a, a full annihilation of a lot of human beings. That's what I was saying. Cause I was like, look, in the first film, there's only maybe like a couple people who die. Most of those aren't even at the hands of Pinhead. They're most of the hands of Frank. So it's like, okay, well, that's kind of interesting. So it has, I think you're right. Also, there could just be a few extra bodies on the spaceship and Hellraiser judgment where he nukes the whole spaceship. So you hear yourself nerd. Alert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now for powers, 
Pinhead has invulnerability while he is in his Cenobite form. He is capable of teleportation, magically disguise himself as others, his ability to transform others into Cenobites, an ability to summon the forces of hell, and also has some really gnarly hooks that he can shoot out from apparently nowhere to rip your fresh flesh directly from your bones. His one weakness, however, is very similar to Freddy's weakness. Uh, except this time, instead of him being uh, mortal, if pulled into the the re reality or real realm, um, Pinhead can die if you can transform him back into his human form. Uh, this does happen in a couple of films where they are able to solve that puzzle and turn him back into his human form. So he can die if that happens. So that is the weaknesses for Pinhead. Now, what we're going to do here is I'm going to go over a set of rules for our two judges on how we're going to figure out and decide who wins in the death match. So I hope that both of you are ready. Our rules going into this judgment. One, no powers are off table. That means that we are assuming that if Pinhead can sleep, Freddy can pull him into the dream world. We are also assuming that this also means that Pinhead can unleash additional Cenobites on Freddy if possible. We will, we will address the fact of what each one of these can do on their home turf. So for Freddy, that's going to be in the dream world. And for Pinhead, that will be in hell. And rule number three in our final rule are no nut shots. Assuming either has nuts anymore. And considering that Freddy was burned inside of a boiler, I'm just assuming that his nuts shriveled up into raisins, which then ended up evaporating off of his body. So this probably isn't a problem. You've given this a lot of thought, haven't you? I have indeed. I have indeed. Now, Jackie Bennett, are you ready to talk about Freddy Krueger? I am. Yeah, and also I think that you added a lot of like, really powerful, scary stuff. But really, when we get down to it, this is Frederick versus Elliot. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, this, this sounds more like a a, a school club fight over <laughs> yeah, exactly. who gets to go first in, in chess team. Well, guys, let's talk about a little bit about Freddy. I want to talk about what we think he's capable of, what he can do, and how he stacks up just as an individual character before we pit the two of them fully together. So let's talk about Freddy. Okay, so one. We know that he can fuck you up in your dreams. That's like his big thing. And he's got knives for gloves or knife fingers on his gloves. So question, how dangerous do we think Freddy is just in general baseline? What what danger level are we talking about here? Um, are we putting on a scale like one to 10? I mean, obviously, like you can't stay awake forever. Although I don't, I don't know if Pinhead sleeps. Did you do any research on that? I actually don't know. But yeah, I mean, generally he speaking, you can't stay awake forever. Um, and I think his like ability to transform into other things, because in the dream world, you don't know what's real in the telekinesis aspect of it. I think that that definitely makes him a worthy opponent. What about you, Ben? What do you think? I mean, he gets you in your dreams, right? That there's people that have tried to stay awake with the what is it? No sleepums that they use in the movie. Um, the parents went deep into the psychotherapy there's pharmaceutical psychotherapy drugs with hypnosil to try to eliminate their kids from dreaming while they slept uh to much of the tax bracket within springfield but i i just don't see how you can avoid freddy you're going to have to sleep which means you're going to have to dream the longer you prolong it the longer and harder you're going to dream and therefore the longer and more difficult it's going to be to escape him Freddy knows where you are, even if you don't. And so often we see in the movies, <clears throat> they don't even know they're asleep. They're trying, they're trying, I'm staying awake. And then all of a sudden you hear Freddy's cackle and some terrible poster line quip behind them. Um, I, I I don't think you can escape Freddy. There's, we, there's no running away from Freddy. Eventually you're going to sleep. Now, if we take Freddy out of the dream world, how much damage do we think he can do? Because his powers are much, much, much less... Like much more limited on what he can actually accomplish if he is taken out of the dream world. Now, I think in terms of self-defense, like, sure, he's got a knife hand, you know, that he can do some damage with it. But like, I don't foresee Freddy throwing out them big old stretchy arms. I don't see him popping through a telephone. 
You know, that's not that's not real world, Freddie. So I, I I foresee him having like a huge weakness in this one particular area, and I just don't think he can hold up. Like he's gonna have to play the entire game on his home turf. He's just gonna have to wait. So yeah. the question I think is, how does he defend himself? He doesn't really have to do much if he just remains in the dream world. So this battle could just go on for ages, it seems. Yeah, if he can just kind of run away till you fall asleep, he can wait it out, <laughs> and he and, will. And I think the other advantage that Freddie has going into this is like just his persona, because like he wasn't a good person to begin with, right? Mm -hmm. Like he was pretty nasty to begin with. So it's not like he's going to transform into any normal human being. He's still going to be like a pretty sadistic asshole. Um, but with that being said, yeah, it's going to be a little hard to defend yourself when you're not in your turf if you're Freddie. And I do distinctly remember, I think it was in Nightmare on Elm Street 1 where Heather Long and Comp, uh, Nancy is able to get a stab in on Freddie. She's able to pull him out into the real world, gives him a good stab. Freddie freaks the fuck out. He goes back in the dream world and you see him like wincing from his wounds and then he heals back up. So the thing is, he can be damaged. We know he can die in the real world. She's killed him before. Multiple times people have killed Freddy. He always seems to come back again uh, through whatever reasons. But I think if we think about it, like, he doesn't enjoy pain either. Like, that's, I think, another crucial aspect here is that Freddy feels and does not like to be in pain. And I think that that might be something that could fuck him up, you know, going into this. I don't know if he's going to... He's going to enjoy some of this if he gets yanked into the real world and gets pulled. So the question I think is, how long can Freddy remain in the dream realm and just waiting on Pinhead to who presumably falls asleep? We're assuming. Anyone do any research on this? Anyone pull this up in it? See if you can find out if, if Pinhead sleeps. So I think for me, at least going into this, I think Freddy has the upper hand if he can remain in the dream world the entire time. And he can make sure that he's not getting fucked up in the rig, not getting pulled into the real world. And then the question is, he's going to have to rely on the fact that Pinhead goes to sleep at some point. What well, do you I think, guys think? we're going to have to play this as though he can, because if he can't, then, I mean, Freddie's screwed all that. Right. Screwed. And I can't imagine, you know, essentially a demon would have to sleep. I don't know. Do they get nap time in hell? Mm. I mean, maybe it's not so bad if they do, but. I think pin one of Pinhead's big things is that Pinhead enjoys the torture aspect as well for himself. And so if he has nightmares constantly, this could be fun for him. But I think this is a great opportunity. We've mentioned his name long enough to do a little bit more about this and talk about the pros and cons of Pinhead in this situation. So moving over to Pinhead, as we said before, Pinhead is not a demon technically it's not really an angel technically the lore is a little bit wonky from movie to movie depending on who gets creative control of it at the time but for what we do here clive barker has express expressly stated he is neither a demon nor an angel he is the leader of he's the pope of hell he's the, the he's like a soldier of hell right yeah so you know who knows what the balance is there now pinhead obviously one of his biggest attributes is the fact that he can literally open up and summon hell around himself. And so then we, you know, so as we're saying, we're talking about pros of him. The dude's literally indestructible unless you can convert him back to his human form in which Elliot Spencer is killable. Do we think Freddy is smart enough to be able to do this? Yeah, absolutely. One of, the, one of the things that you just said, though, is like, Freddy's relying on someone else to fall asleep in order to be in his realm, whereas Pinhead doesn't need that. He can mm -hmm. just summon it. And that, I think, is a pretty big advantage. But if you pit, yeah, if you pit Frederick versus Elliot in actual, like, human form, I don't know, man. I might have to take Freddy on that one. You've seen Elliot. He's a little dweeb. Okay, here's the thing, though, is Elliot was the captain of the British Army, though. So if we're talking human-to-human -human form, right, and we're talking they're both in one, Freddy is in his current shape, which I'm assuming in the real world, the, his flesh is still boiling off. Like, he's just in excruciating pain. But we're talking about a dude who's essentially like a fucking hardcore Navy SEAL. So, like, I don't know, man. If we're putting, like, fisticuffs hand-to-hand, -hand, like, I think Freddy might have the upper hand just because he has a weapon attached to his body. But, like, Elliot might have, you know, he can use guns, right? He can art the clown this, this shit if he wants to. And but then also... SD on top of it, so he's probably a little unhinged in the situation, mm -hmm. you know? If Doug Bradley's a bit of a runt, though, right? I mean, Elliot Spencer does not look like your, your standard beefcake 
uh, American cinema military clad man, right? He looks more like a suit. I mean, he's tall, thin, like, yeah, maybe he can use a gun. I think he's more of a strategist than he is a a front man army ranger. He's not a Green Beret. Am I wrong? (laughs) Ben, 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 have you ever been to Jackie's hometown of Tampa, Florida? Uh, The one people, the people you don't fuck with in Tampa, Florida are the dudes who look like Elliot Spencer. The scrawny, scraggly dudes are the ones who are on methamphetamine. That's the thing, though. They're they're all on meth. And Doug Bradley was over there. Excuse me. Elliot Spencer was over there getting the the good hashish and heroin. Mm. Right. He wasn't he wasn't getting the crystal out there on the war front. I mean, was it World War Two? I don't know. What side was the, he on? Actually, this was this would I think would have said that it was in the early 1900s, 1920 would have been the time the war ended and he started his Heden journey. Um, look, I think the thing is here is one where we also, like I said, mentioned before, is we have to take into consideration that Pinhead enjoys pain. Like, so if yeah. we're talking like we're going fisticuffs, both are human form in the real world. If if Freddy slashes him, dude, this motherfucker is just eating this up. Like he's like he, like reveling in like getting I was torn born up. of this. Yeah, there's a there was part of his uh, apparently I think it was in one of the comic books that addressed the fact that apparently he would carry a straight razor with him and slice himself up because he like loved the pain of it. Good so man. like I think that this is a match made in heaven for Elliot Spencer human form. So the question is, what damage can be done if he's in cinnabite form? Do we think that Freddie has a chance here when it comes down to like with the shrinks that? pinhead has and pinhead's ability to summon the forces of hell at will to literally open up a portal into hell he's got that big demon dog you know like you said he can he can summon hell around him he can summon other cenobites like it's not even a fair fight at that point but even honestly even just pinhead alone i think you're right he likes pain he doesn't just have you know a glove with some knives on it Dude's got the most terrifying hooks and chains that just about anybody's ever seen. And those will rip every part of you. Mm. So I don't know. Now, the question I think is, do we think that he can summon? Can you like, okay, so we know you can summon hell in the real world. Can you summon hell in the dream? Yes, you can summon a portal to Tampa. Can you summon (laughs) that in in the dream realm? Can you summon that there? That's a good question. Because look, here's the thing. If he can't summon a portal into the dream world, then if you're Freddy, you're one you're banking on uh, on Pinhead falling asleep. And then you're also like, okay, if he can't summon shit here, as long as I don't enter into the real world where he can just teleport to me immediately and rip my ass into hell, I kind of been sitting here thinking that like, you know, maybe Freddy has some pretty good odds here. If you can keep even if he could summon it, Freddie could really do a whole lot of mind tricks and and alter what what he summons to begin with, you know? Well, then I think that brings us to a great part to start this actual death match up. We've talked about the weaknesses. We talked about the strengths. We talked about everything in between that we think each one of them can use strategy. So let's play out the battle in real time. So first, let's go with Freddie on, on his turf. And that is we're assuming the ability that the Cenobite Pinhead falls asleep. And there are moments of time in which it has to sleep. Pinhead has to go to sleep. Pinhead is in the dream world with Freddy. How do how does this battle unfold for the two of you, Bennett? I gotta imagine, again, Freddy's smart, right? He knows your weaknesses. He knows how to get you in the dream state. So knowing what we know about Pinhead, I would imagine he would create a moment of just absolute pure bliss. Like think, I don't know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, right? Like surrounded by a river of chocolate and dancing uh, orange dudes. (laughs) Yeah, it is for you because you're afraid of the real life Oompa Loompas. But that's Oompa Loompas, Jackie. He would create like... A, a, a world of fun and joy and soft surfaces and you know like just just good fun and really bad disney music that would drive pinhead insane long before he even had a chance to throw the first punch freddy controls the setting pinhead's already going to be at at a complete moment of distress when this battle begins because freddy creates it and he knows what pinhead's afraid of and that is pure good happiness love and joy okay so 
He opens the portal. He brings him in. He brings him into Charlie and Chaka factory over here. All right. Here hanging out. He's got him in this beautiful idyllic candy world. How does he kill him though? Because you can't kill him if it's just pinhead. With kindness. So we're gonna he's gonna just drive him like Pinhead's gonna kill himself. Like he's gonna just be like, I will revert back to a human just I can I can see Freddy way. wearing the Charlie suit or something, you know, like dressing Ooh. up like Chewbacca with Freddy's head. And you know, like he'd do something fun. He'd have some stupid song and a dumb quip and he'd catch uh Elliot off his guard by being just that's what he does right he gets you to just kind of sit there and stare with your open eyes and go Duh, and then he throws a one-liner at you and you know you're mine bitch mm. i mean technically that's what he does and he he does have the good quips he definitely has better humor i believe at least that's one of his strengths does Jackie, hellraiser you... have much of a humor a sense of humor I haven't seen them all. I'll be very clear because like seven of those movies you mentioned went straight to, they don't even have DVD anymore, but most of them went straight to DVD. Some of them went straight to digital. Save for the remake, the recent remake, which was amazing if you haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, it's really good. I, I, I'm curious, like, I just don't know that much more beyond the first three, which were only the, were they, at least the first three were cinematic releases. So, okay, so, well, sure, and there's some lore that gets popped up, and they, they talk a little bit more on, like, how to kill Pinhead, but essentially it all boils down to the same thing. You have to bring him back to his human form. There's different myriad of ways they've accomplished this in the movies, but you have to bring Pinhead back into his Captain Elliot, his, his human body for him to be killed. So, Jackie, do you think that, that Freddy has the capabilities or that the brain power, the smarts, to be able to figure out how to do this. Cause I think that's a, a hurdle that he's going to have to go over in the dream world. He's going to pull him back into his human form. Picture this, right? Okay. If he has to use the lament configuration to transform Pinhead back into a human form, can you picture him trying to use that puzzle box with his glove? I'm, oh. I'm enjoying it's the thought. Yeah. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I've seen some of those goth girls. I've seen some of those goth girls with the big old nails trying to just do normal things like type on a phone. It's nearly impossible. So, yeah. Lament configuration is tough enough. Okay. Obviously. I'm sorry. You say that the lament configuration is one of the easiest puzzle boxes to solve on planet any. Okay. You ever seen anybody open the lament configuration? They go, huh, I don't know what this is. Let me push the center. But bam, it's open. Like it, there's, there's no challenge. I want it to be challenging. Make it a Rubik's Cube. Well, it is sort of, though, because that's just one of the configurations, right? There are multiple configurations. I think ah. six on it. Mm -hmm. And so you have to get the right one. And if you get the wrong one, then like razor blades come out and slice your hands and that's shit. That's true. And yeah. mm -hmm. So it's not, it's like a, a Rubik's cube that also physically abuses you when you get it wrong, which is a Rubik's cube. I definitely do not need a part of some garbage at those to begin with. I so know. I think Freddie would definitely fumble with this thing if that was how it was needed. Right. So I, I like the idea of this because I think you bring up a good point about how the fact that it is a torture device built in. So if he fucks it up, he's going to get shredded. Here's the good news for Freddie in this is that in the dream realm, he is essentially immortal. So he can fuck this up as many times as he wants. He now just has to wait however long it takes for Pinhead to go back to sleep to give another shot at it. So he just keeps fucking like I love this idea of this world in which Freddy's just continuously like jumping back in to Pinhead's and Pinhead's just like fuck okay. So here's the box. Just let me go sit in the chocolate fountain. Like, <laughs> like he's just bored waiting for just him to figure the, the shit out. But I do like, look, if Freddie's smart enough to figure out how to do the lament configuration to turn him back in, he has a chance of killing him. Presumably what would happen in this case, Freddie would turn him back into a human, kill him. Then he just dies in hell. So the question is, is at that point, what happens? Which I think we all know he dies, but he gets brought back in the movies one way or the other. I think that Freddy in dream world is going to have some hurdles to go over, but I think he has the ability to potentially kill him. I think the hardest part would be sourcing the limit configuration, right? Cause this thing passes around between some seedy hands across the planet ends up getting buried in, in the back closets of some real sadistic sons of bitches. Um, I don't know what kind of dark web they had, you know, through the, the 80s that they were able to find this thing but they they looked like they had to go through to put it bluntly 
hell and back to to get the con lament configuration. So I wonder if Freddie would be able to actually source it. What's his what's his sourcing protocol? Who does he hmm. know? Who who's in Freddie's network? I mean, we can just imagine that someone shows up from the the Hellraiser series and they move over to Elm Street and they just bring the box with them. That's how we're. This is the hypothetical okay. that gets okay. us to this death match. I want to bring in an audience submission on this one because we put out a post and we asked the audience like. What do you guys think? Do you think that this is like, who's going to win in this death match? So we got some submissions and I pulled a couple for us. The first one we got is, is through Instagram. One of our friends, uh, Atlanta storyboards on Instagram, they messaged us and said, depends on if pinhead sleeps, which I think is the perfect thing. And this was a common theme. Cause another one we got in was from our, one of my close friends, Brad, who says if pinhead doesn't need to regenerate, which normally he doesn't, then this is a cakewalk for a matchup for him. Because if he doesn't need to generate, regenerate as a Cenobite, there's no way Freddy's killing him. Okay. So I think these are both very important aspects to go into is we're relying on Freddy's sequence on his home turf that Freddy can, one, source the box, as been stated, and two, as Jackie and all the other people mentioned, the Pinhead goes to sleep. I think that if he does, there's a, there's a world in which Freddy can kill him. But I feel like there's hurdles there in place. Now let's move over to Pinhead's turf. And that is that he can teleport and he can pull Freddy into hell itself. So the question that I have first is, and I want to know what you guys think on this, is hell treated the same as dream world or is hell treated the same as the real world? Mm. I'm, yeah. It's, um, it's hell. It's sort of neither, right? But... <clears throat> I think it, 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 they both have the same flaw, right? You've got to get them on your turf. He needs to be able to drive Freddy. Pinhead needs to be able to draw Freddy to hell, to the underworld, or some sense of purgatory, right? And Freddy needs to be able to get Pinhead into the dream state. So we've got to make assumptions on both of those because you're right. I don't know if a, I don't know what you call it, demon, for lack of a better term, actually does go to sleep. And then if you can drag Freddy to hell, well, he's, he's been there and back. Um, and I mean, there's a, a movie times. title that, uh, you know, like the guy knows where he's his way around the old fiery depths. So I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> we got to make that assumption. Both need to be able to be in, in one place or the other for any of this to work. Because if they're just to Jackie's point, if it's Elliot versus Frederick, <laughs> nobody's going to pay to watch that movie. <laughs> I don't know, man. That'd be kind of fun. Jackie, what do you think? Yeah, okay. So I think, I mean, I think if he's in hell, because we're talking about two different home turfs. So if if Freddy's in hell, even though he's been there before and it's his home turf, I don't think that his powers are going to be the same as the dream world. I think mm -hmm. at that point, he's with a glove and that's it. And I mean, this is, uh, even if Freddy's been to hell, this is like Pinhead's dominion, right? Like, yeah. you know, he knows everyone on every corner in that bitch. So he doesn't even have to summon anyone at that point. He's got all of his tools at his hands. And I, I just don't, I don't think Freddie would stand a chance with no powers. Mm. and back or not. I think that pinhead would probably take over this one. Yeah. I, I don't think I can disagree with you. I think that if, if he, the, the tools that pinhead has at his, at his reach at any given point, when in his own dimension, when he's in hell, I mean, he's got hooks. Like he can just hook Freddy up and then just pull the hooks back. We've seen it time and time again and literally rip the, the skin off whatever remaining skin Freddy has off of his, his body. Like he deep, like you pulling the, the skin off of a piece of fried chicken, which we mm -hmm. all know is the best part. So the question is, is Freddy's just as good as fried chicken? I don't know. I guess we'll never find out that. Mm -hmm. uh, and he could literally deglove him immediately, right? True. <laughs> like, he could. Coming off. He could go. I think Freddie might have the upper hand against a couple of the other Cenobites in this matchup. Sure. I don't think that like, I don't, I I've really feel like he can't go up against pinhead toe to toe, but I think he's got a good chance against chatterer or I like to call him Butterbean. <laughs> Butterbean. <laughs> That's more accurate. The that, chatterer. That fat piece of shit. I think he can take that one on There's yeah, a couple other Cenobites. I think he might have better odds at, but once again, at any given point in hell, snap of the finger you've got pinhead he can just 
literally open up the entire army of hell can be at his disposal. I don't think Freddie's going to chop his way or slice his way through much of that. And if he doesn't have the same powers, which we could give him the benefit of the doubt here and say, he's got some of the same powers. If he's in hell, I know in hell, he does have some ability. He can have like transformation. He can change his body. We've seen that in films before, but I still think that pinhead has the upper hand in domain. So I think if I'm looking at, it, I, I'm thinking this for me, and I'm curious from the two of you, but like for me, I think this is an easy, if Freddie can end up in hell, this is an easy cakewalk for every single tool that's at Pinhead's disposal. He will just clean the floor with Freddie instantaneously. Like, well, he'll take his time. He'll torture the shit out of him, but he'll die. Freddie will die. What do you guys think? You're onto something. He's got everything he could want to be able to destroy Freddy. And to your point earlier, Freddy can experience pain and he does mm -hmm. not enjoy it. So <clears throat> if we get into that, then yeah, I think Fred's in bad shape. If if Pinhead pulls out his, his razor blades and his hooks and they come out of nowhere and he can literally just hold Freddy up against the wall and rip him stripe by stripe to, you know, cute little pieces of crispy fried chicken skin. Freddie won't stand much of a chance and he'll hate it the whole time. He'll be yelling, screaming and calling everybody a bitch, but not being able to do anything about it because he'll be strung up. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't think you'd have you wouldn't stand much of a chance if you got him into Pinhead's fun room. It is, in fact, you who are the bitch, Freddie. I have a <laughs> feeling that even just against Pinhead. All other Cenobites aside, I think he, I think Pinhead would definitely take him. Now, this is nitpicking and ridiculous, but in all actuality, what I think would happen is Pinhead would turn Freddy into a Cenobite, and I'd be fucking here for that. Yeah. Oh, shit. That, okay, yeah. That, <laughs> I think for the pension of torture, I think, I think uh, that would be a bold move because on one hand, you got to think about the fact that like with pinhead he's also like there's something about the fact that they look for more noble people like the people who are fucked up like frank for instance he's like oh, fuck you you are i will torture you to death like this is but then again freddy's is also looking for weird pleasures and things that we you know killing kids which is, is a pleasure that someone has among um, other things sure so like you know so i think the thing is there could be a world in which pinheads like turn him into a cinemite so i want to open up the floor what happens if we just say fuck it no holds barred everyone's powers are on display have at it we talk about there's no shutdown here this is we have dream world freddy we remove their ability to let's just say that they can die in their current states just power on power who do we think has the upper hand if they're both carrying hell dimension dream world together in one clash what do you think like just full-blown we're removing limitations here who has the upper hand between the two i think i have to lean towards penhead because this is what he does for a living hmm. is nine to five is to torture and corrupt and destroy Whereas Freddy kind of does this when he wants to, right? It's just for fun. It's for shits and giggles. And I'm having a good time. And I'm back in Springfield because fuck Ohio. But <clears throat> Freddy can just kind of disappear for with enough hypnosil. Um, but he, he, you know, you said his body count too, right? It's much lower than Pinhead's. Pinhead does this regularly. These 300 plus kills are only those that we know of. Imagine him doing this all the time, every day, without sleep. Fred kind of just dips in and out for a while he'll take a couple years off he'll come back he'll kill you know maybe a dozen kids and then he'll pop back into his dream state and go you know sip on a latte with his sunglasses on because you know he needs to work on his tan uh i think pinhead would be at a huge advantage here largely like you mentioned because of his adaptation to pain he loves this he thrives on it it is his realm he has such sights to show you that he will just tear you limb from limb and enjoy it freddie will hate it and Pinhead will love it. Anything that Freddy can dish to Pinhead, which he'd get creative. I'd love to see him, you know, turn into uh, the worm Freddy or see mm. if he could get Pinhead into a roach motel. You know, what there's if he a lot of things that he could do. What if he distracts him with Johnny Depp cooking? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a deep uh, cut, huh? Yeah, you, you bring in enough uh, enough boys with cut off T-shirts that show their midriffs, then Freddy might have a problem. But um, that's, a, that's a whole nother discussion on Freddy part two. I, I think 
Freddie would have a really hard time dealing with the pain that Pinhead could dish, whereas Pinhead would just eat it up. No matter what Freddie could dish out, it's like, hey, I'm literally stuck with pins all over my head. Hence my nickname. Nobody calls me Doug anymore, okay? <laughs> Jackie, what do you think? I mean, I kind of got to agree. When you think about just their weapons alone, I mean, Freddy's glove is scary, right? But Pinhead, not only does he have all these hooks and chains and stuff, but we've seen him pull pen, pins out of his head with these little weird, like, worm things that also live in there, which is terrifying on its own. I mean, the dude's like an endless supply of the most terrifying weapons out there, right? And like you said, Freddy doesn't love pain. Pinhead lives for it. This is what he does. He, he killed all of those people in three without even breaking a sweat. He doesn't even like, this doesn't phase him. Didn't even so dance I on think, that dance floor. Yeah, I think that if, uh, I think if this were no holes barred and we were to just let everyone have their powers, I think Freddie would hold his own for a round or two for sure. Um, I think it would involve some like, yeah, some worm shifts, things like that. And having him, you know, turn into some other cool things that are more terrifying. But I think at the end of the day, I think Pinhead's got him. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I mean, for me, the way I kind of look at this one is I think we are underselling Freddy a bit if he has the ability to manipulate his surroundings, which he can in the dream world. So if we still allow him to have this power. I do think he puts up a pretty good fight. Um, I think he has the ability to just warp the landscape enough to like at least give himself the upper hand when it comes to that. But he like I think we've addressed, is very limited on how he actually kills people. We've never really seen him done more, like do more than just manipulate whatever surroundings like are within the person's real world, right? Like, sure, he can lift someone off the ground. He can suck them into a waterbed. He can hang them from a, with a scarf. There's different ways he can turn into a big old worm, though. Uh, but like, I think, you know, he has the advantage here of being able to at least attempt to change the world. But I do think that at the end of the day, all Pinhead has to do is really snap his fingers and just open up the floodgates. At that point, it becomes a war of attrition. And I think that Pinhead or Pinhead could definitely wear him down and, and can break him of his spirits. Now, as we address too, I think that we kind of came to common, uh, we came to, to terms on the fact that if this was human Freddy versus human Captain Elliot, you know, I, I think that one, I don't know. I mean, I, think freddie has the upper hand here you know as much as i love the idea of, of a scrawny doug bradley kicking some ass i think freddie just wins you know i think he just stabs him to death and that's pretty much an end to end there so guys when we bring it to it and bring it to a close we've discussed all of the scenarios so it's time to crown the champion of the death match we've discussed different scenarios we've We've cut through the fat. We've seen which one stacks up to which. We've seen which one stacks up to the other. We've even talked about scrawny Doug Bradley slapping around his balls everywhere and Robert England's flesh falling off his body, which probably is doing right now. He's quite old. Um, shout out to that guy, RIP hey, legend. He's still alive. So, you know, fingers crossed that continues. So the, here we go, though. So I think here we are. We're at the end. We kind of know the settings. We kind of know... If we're talking just broad stroke, we've taken everything into consideration. Jackie, where do we stand? Where do you stand? Who takes home the championship belt in the death match? Now, I would be handing the championship belt to Pinhead and, and bowing before him. But then I would also be giving a little participation award. Participation award. There we go for little baby Frederick Charles and if they were like real world, real world characters. I agree with you. I think if they were just human, I think that he'd probably take it. But now Pinhead gets a championship belt for me. Good old Binnick. We have one vote. Not old. The, the, the points are coming in. It's like, a, it's like a, I don't know what they say in boxing, but let's say it's like, a, I don't know, 21 to 20, 20 21 to 17. Votes judge number one. I don't know how that. Wow, works, that's man. a that's a big gap in boxing. I'll just say yeah. that. Well, <laughs> close that gap here. Tell us what you think. Who gets the championship belt at the end of the death match? End of the fight. I've got to imagine <clears throat> that the the stamina to to withstand whatever Freddie can bring will ultimately lead Penhead to being on top, wearing the crown. I think Fred could keep us satiated for a while, right? 
Yeah. Um, he'd be happy. He'd have a little fun. There'd be some cool moments. He'd do some cool shape shifting. But in the end, Pinhead's going to win because he does this all the time, every day, as appointed as he, he calls himself pain. He says, pain has a face and it is mine, right? I mean, like, Elliot's going to come out on top of Frederick Charles every time that I can imagine in this battle. It would be fun, sure. I just don't think it would be much. I, I think it would only be fun because Pinhead would allow it to be fun, right? It ends as soon as he wants it to because he can do whatever he wants to with everything that he can control. Even if we're in the dream world, Freddy can control some, but it's what are you going to do? You you. I, unless he can solve the lament configuration, get Doug Bradley to pop out as the real Elliot Spencer and then be done with him. I still have a hard time coming to the fact that Freddie could even source the lament configuration. Like I've tried, I have that. been to some seedy spots in back alley Thailand and you just don't want to go there. Just, I'm going to leave it at that. Um, I, I found um, a lot of configurations. None of them made me lament um but they made me repent there's there's truth in there <clears throat> I, I just i think pinhead's got the upper hand a thousand times over he's going to win this fight he's not going to care about the freaking belt even if it was bad as badass as the safe trash cinema belt i mm -hmm. don't think he'd care i think he'd let let freddie keep it and then he'd you know just be withering away in his dominion as the champion of nothing in hell which would just ruin freddie and his funny quips for the rest of eternity so I, I like that. Bennett, Bennett's given the, the championship belt over to Pinhead. I don't think it really matters at this point when I think, but I think to your point, Bennett, and to Jackie's point, is that I think Freddie puts up a good fight. I think he puts up a good fight. I think the hurdles that Freddie has to go through to try to top Pinhead are, are at a certain point, like it just becomes like the amount of things that have to line up for this to work for him are just insurmountable. I think Pinhead, even in the worst possible situation, still ends up coming out on top. We are having to try to, to move mountains to set up this perfect scenario, which Freddie wins. And I think Pinhead takes majority, if not all of it. I do think Freddie takes the human fight, but I think that the likelihood that we even get to a point where the two of them become mortal and have to fight each other, that that would even occur. So I think ultimately, as we go through the hoops, as we jump through all the stuff and we look at everything, I think we end up with Pinhead winning out more often than he loses in this fight. And I think he will rip the heart out of Freddy and burn him alive within hell. That Or turn him into one of the coolest Cenobites we've ever seen. See, I want to see that. I want to see Freddy in black goth leather. Like, yes, 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 Daddy Freddy, yes. I, I agree. I agree. Concur. Any final thoughts on what you guys think about this this death match? It's, I, a, it's I, a great idea. It's got me thinking a lot of different things about who could and what could be done. The problems that we have in getting there and whose turf and all that is secondary to how much fun this fight would be. I would love to watch this. Fred, we keep it going for as long as Pinhead wanted it to, and he would probably want it to continue for a while. I do think if it was just real world, real world, just out in the streets, that Fred's got the upper hand. <laughs> uh, but I, I would love to see either of those fights. I just don't think Elliot could run in that tight British army outfit. Um, and we've seen Fred being agile and, and deft at moving with uh, his gloves. So that would be fun to watch, but it would be even more fun to watch Pinhead just say, all right, I've had enough and just send him to hell covered in, in leather whips and chains and seeing how Freddie likes it then. And that's a movie I would want to see. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think in this particular scenario, I think that Pinhead would be Pinhead and Pinhead's, you know, I, I don't think he changes much in the way he goes about doing things. I think Freddie would have to pull out all the stops and try really hard in this fight. And I would love to see it. I would love to see Freddie bring his absolute best or his absolute worst, if you will, to this fight. I think that would be worth watching all on its own. Um, I'd be excited to see other matches for sure. I would absolutely love to see this. And now I am definitely going to be rooting for a Freddy Cenobite. And I also want to see him struggle with the puzzle box. That would be hysterical. <laughs> yeah, this is stellar. Fan fiction. Well, you heard it here first, folks. The first death match concludes with a resounding win from Pinhead the Cenobite.
Now, if you think we got something wrong, which who knows, we might. We might not have taken into consideration some aspect of some part of lore that could have turned the tides. Let us know. You can do that by rating, reviewing, and sharing it with your friends. See what they say. See what we got wrong, and then message us on uh, on socials to tell us or email us. We'd love to hear all of those things. And, you know, like we say here, word of mouth is key. We aren't beggars. Also, fuck Keith. Oh, fuck Keith. I mean, seriously, like who in the right mind? Never mind. Come on, Keith. And fuck that guy. If you're interested in video games, you can check out our sister podcast, the Spotlight Games Podcast, and all of your favorite streaming services. We stream live every Tuesday on Twitch at 8 p.m. Eastern. We are on a brief break while Patrick's over in Japan. I can tell you a brief anecdote from that that everyone's going to hear about later, but apparently Japan is just full of pornography. Huh. Everywhere. Books oh my it. God, the amount of pictures I've been sent from Patrick of just porn on the street. It's like a magical place over there. Oh, in the meantime, you can follow me at the Dumpster Boy on Twitter. Uh, Bennett, where can they find you, bud? They can find me in the pits of hell on the French Quarter of New Orleans, Louisiana, burning to a crisp already in May. I'm on All Up Bennett on the Instagrams and Bologna Cheese on the Twits. You love to hear it. Jacqueline, you are doing ghost tours. You're raising hell and you're out drinking most of these garbage people. So where can they find you on socials? <laughs> burning in the pits of hell in the French Quarter as well. Yes, at... Uh... French Quarter Phantoms is where I do my tours. Please don't come see me. I don't ever want to work. That's not true. I love it. Um, my Instagram is quarterqueen13. I do not have Twitter because I'm almost 40. That's fair enough. Honestly, that place is worse than the depths that Pinhead resides in. You can follow our sister podcast at Spot Games Pod on Twitter, Spotlight Games Pod on Instagram as well. And uh, you can find me. And or you could so save trash cinema at save trash cinema on all socials. Remember, fight big box office, save trash cinema. The box you opened it, we came. It's just a puzzle box. Oh no, it is a means to summon us.